0: Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Here we go. the last day of January. Well, the first month went fast, didn't it? Didn't January go very fast? I think it went extremely fast. I can't believe January's over. You know, when January's over, you almost feel as though the winter, even though there's still technically what? I guess we have to wait. I guess we have to wait until, uh, the second, right? We have to wait until Thursday, groundhog day, and, um, to see exactly how much more winter we have left. Cause that's very, very scientific. I put a lot of faith in the groundhog shadow. Um, but technically we still have what six weeks. Yeah. About a month and a half left of winter. But once you're through January, I think it really feels as though it's, 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 we're past the worst of it, right? technically january is the coldest month in most places and it's gone now so february i find that come february you start noticing now the days are a little bit longer right um, the sun's out later you start it's around this time once january is done that you start to you start to feel it you start to feel it coming on plus it's the month of uh, it's a month of spring training february spring training is just a fortnight away and we start baseball. So it's getting to the point now where we're getting close to getting out of the doldrums. We're getting out we're getting out of the long, dark winter. It's gonna be a long, dark winter, Jack. Long, dark, mean winter. Mean dark winter for the unvaccinated, Jack. Remember that from the moron? So, <laughs> do you think this guy is really gonna run again? This guy's gonna be inaugurated when he's eighty-two. That's when his next term is going to start at 82 years old and end at 86. You think this guy's running again? Give me a fucking break. How absurd. How absurd to think of the president beginning a term at 82 fucking years old. People at 82 are like even past like Walmart greeter point. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It's only only in this country. How absurd. It really is totally absurd. But. But. From what I'm told, he's going to run. This is what I'm told. but This is what my insiders tell me that he's going to do. It. He's going to announce it. The State of the Union is next week. He's going to announce it at the State of the Union that he's running again. How frightening. Isn't this not frightening? Think about that for a second. It, it's obviously, once you're like 82, 83, it even becomes more dangerous. And when I say dangerous, I mean that Kamala Harris would end up being president, right? This is even a, a much greater chance. That in his second term, something will go downhill physically or mentally or both. And Kamala Harris will become president of the United States. Do people think about these things when they go vote? Do they think about these things? Did you hear Kamala Harris? She was just on. She was giving us a speech. Why does it? Everyone seems to be picking up on this finally. Why does it always seem when she's talking? She's like talking to. We're like kindergartners. She's like talking to the kindergartners. Do you see her talking about the space shuttle going up a couple of years ago and how excited she got like a like a five year old? What this is? This is what the this is what they give her. They give her the border czar. They, they give her the border czar because they know they're not going to do anything about the border. There's, the border. The, the policy is open, open borders. She, she doesn't even go to the we have the border czar who never goes to the border. Does that make any sense? But it, it's just it's 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 just a it's just a um uh. You know, a, a um, glorified position of nothingness. Board, there is no border in the Biden administration. It's a symbolic. That's a, it's a symbolic job because there is no border. So they give her the symbolic job. You know, in a, in, a, in an administration like a Republican administration, where there actually be a border, that would be an important job that you wouldn't give to a Kamala Harris. But you can give that Biden can give that job to her because there is no real job. It's symbolic. The borders are open here. So what they really make her do are things like give speeches about the space shuttle. That's what she does. She gives speeches about the space shuttle launch. That's what they trust her with. This is who could very well be president if this guy is reelected at 82 years old. Understand that. There's a good shot. There's a good shot. A lot of people, most people don't make it to 80s. Most people don't make it to 82, right? I think the the median age, the average age of death is about 80 for men now, 81, 80, 79, 80. I think it's going down, actually. It might be in the upper 70s, high 70s. So there's a very good chance that she could become president in the next few years. So I want people to understand that. I want people to understand that when they decide who they're going to vote for next year. The election is is now next year. And it's all coming around very fast, right? Everything's happening very fast. It looks like Nikki Haley is going to announce tomorrow she's running. I'm very excited about this. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? I'm very excited about Nikki Haley running. It's an extremely exciting thing. I, I, there's a rumor going around, I don't know if it's true, that she actually asked Trump if she could run. That's a, that's a That's what I'd call a bad start, asking your opponent if it's okay if you run against them. And he gave his blessing as the godfather. He gave his blessing. So I, I, I don't, probably because he knows she's no threat. Let's face it, she knows, he knows she's no threat. That's why he would give his blessing. So, um, which she's not. So, so far, not very exciting, not very exciting. The prospects of Biden running again, you got Trump and then you got Nikki Haley. Right now, um, I'm gonna vote for the Flying Spaghetti Monster. The Flying Spaghetti Monster 2024. That's who I'm, that's who I'm voting for right now. Uh, I'm hoping things get more exciting. In the next few months, I'm hoping things get more exciting, and we get someone who lives in Florida—not—not—not—not not, uh, not, uh, not, not, not Trump. The other person lives in Florida to run. Who knows? We'll see if it happens. We'll see if it happens. Well, what, Daniel? Ra- ramen, spaghetti monster? Ra- mean, what? Flying ramen monster? The ramen monster? Is there a ra- is there a ramen noodle monster is that we're talking about here? I don't know. But anyway, things will start to pick up. There's no doubt about it. Um, And we'll see what happens. But, you know, you look at what's going on now and you have a president who has now extended. (laughs) Who's now extended the state of emergency. Does anyone feel we're in a state of emergency? Do you feel we're in a state of emergency? Does it feel like an emergency to you? It doesn't feel like an. I don't. I don't feel like we're an emergency. I don't feel like it. Just, doesn't feel emergency like. But we've extended the state of emergency to May 11th now. So I want people to understand this: the COVID state of emergency. That is, the, the the climate state of emergency comes after the COVID state of emergency. But this, the um, I want people to understand this. Oh, I see. Let me see. Hold on. I want people to understand that 15 days to flatten the curve. Has pretty much become thirty-eight months of emergency now. People have said May of this year will be thirty-eight months since March of twenty twenty. Three years and two months. Is that good? Correct? Is that correct? Math? Yes, thirty-eight months. So, <laughs> to not be able to see how hood have we been hoodwinked this all this all this time we've been hoodwinked. People don't seem to get that. People don't seem to get that. All right. If 15 days to flatten the curve becomes a month. Yeah. All right. Becomes two months. eh, But 38 fucking months of of quote unquote emergency. 38 months of this. And wait a minute. And that's if they ended on May 11th. This is the 20th time they've extended it. So they promised 19 times to, to, to drop it. And now this is totally promised. This is the Biden I love when Biden says the Biden word. I give the Biden word. So that means what? That means the opposite, right? That means you're lying. The Biden word. This guy think the Biden word means something? The Biden word? Are you kidding me? The Biden word. The Biden word is like is like means as much as the word of of the gun wrangler in on that set when they said the gun was cold it means exactly the same thing it means the opposite it means no it's not it's not it means it, there's a real bullet in there the biden word means he's lying there's, not, there's nothing to the biden word i get the biden word that we're gonna end yep bullshit bullshit they said that 19 how many times do you have to be fooled before you just don't listen to these people anymore that you just don't take them seriously anymore And to show what a demented old fool he is, in September, this past September, he says the pandemic is over. So why is the state of emergency going almost a year after he said the state of emergency is over? Remember, this will go to almost the fourth Memorial Day, the fourth Memorial Day that this is that we're in an emergency. This shows what a moron, this guy, a moron and a liar. A more you don't have a, an emergency for something that's endemic. Do we have the emergency for colds? Do we have the emergency for bronchitis? Do we have a flu emergency? You don't do emergencies for endemic diseases. So what is the when he he proclaims the pandemic is over in September, and yet he extends the state of emergency again. Does that make any sense whatsoever to anyone with a fucking brain in their head? No, but we know what it is. We know it's about power. It's about power. It's about power that they have, from using that word emergency that we need that that the courts need to take that away. This power, the, the Congress, whoever has to do it, needs to take this away from them. Where someone who's a governor or president can't just say emergency and it gives them total powers to be authoritarians, defy the Constitution, defy the law. that all has to fucking come to an end. This proves it has to come if we didn't know it before this, We certainly know it now. If we didn't think our politicians would take advantage of the emergency process procedure before this, now we know they will. So now it's time to end this shit once and for all so they can't declare emergencies anymore or they have a very strict parameter or they have to prove facts and data to keep an emergency going. They can't just say, we feel we're still in an emergency. We're going to extend another three months for the 20th time to go three and a half fucking years. They can't do this anymore. We can't allow this in a democracy in the United States. This is not a fucking banana republic. Third world country, okay? Where a leader gets a fucking itch up their ass and says, we're going to do a fucking three fucking year emergency. An emergency till I, the dictator, says there's no more emergency. That's where we're at now. Do people understand this? This is not Congress voting on an emergency. This is not legislating that there's an emergency. This is one fucking 80-year-old demented fool saying, I feel we're in a never-ending fucking emergency, so fuck you. That's not the United States. That's not the U.S. Constitution. That's a banana republic run by a fucking old demented fool. Would you let one in an old age home dribbling declare an emergency on your life for three years? No, but that's what the people have done here for the last two plus years. They've allowed someone who belongs in an old age home tell them that their life needs to be in a fucking emergency. It's absolutely insane. It's insane. You obviously aren't a true believer. Bird, bird, bird. I don't know. Daniel's going crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but that's where we're at. So we're continuing the emergency. That's not an emergency. That has probably never been an emergency until May 11th. How did they come with an arbitrary date like May 11th? That's what it is, May 11th. And this is for power and money. And everything else that comes with a dictator declaring an emergency. A dictator declaring an emergency. When people are finally getting back to living their lives as normal, no one's even thinking about it anymore. This continues. This absolute uh, absurdity continues. But, you know, this whole thing has been absurd. We know we've, we've talked about that. We've talked about how absurd this whole thing is that we have allowed, that institutions of learning have put in mask mandates. Institutions of learning have put in mandates around a voodoo, voodoo medieval medicine, that a cotton cloth with millions of holes in it is going to prevent a virus from getting through it. Institutes of learning, Berkeley, Harvard, so on and so forth, have put these Mandates in place. Put in men, vaccine mandates in place when they know the vaccine does not stop the spread. Institution of learning have done this. So institutions of learning, knowing these things don't work, continue to do these things, these medieval voodoo, rain dance, virgin in the volcano kind of science. They continue to do it. They go along with it, and they continue to do it like zombies, like people in a fucking coma. The highest institutes of learning in this country are doing this, still now. So this whole thing has been an absurd theater piece. Theater of the absurd is what this has been. Theater of the absurd. And there are people like me who don't want to go along with the absurdity. Never really did. But certainly are not going to go along with the absurdity any longer. We're not going to go along with this absurdity any longer. With this fake voodoo medieval medicine. These fake emergencies. Based off a pandemic that seems more and more now. Like it was created. In order to have this great reset, in order for Davos to happen, in order for people like Klaus Schwab to come to prominence, I had enough of it. And, like I said, the, the, it's mind—it's—it's just—it's beyond absurd that this guy, this half-century liar, this person who's been a pathological liar for half a century now. Is going to run again, so he can take office and start four more years at 82 years old, when he's already mentally gone. When he's already gone, he's gone. It's absurd that it's allowed. Yes, I know, Mike. Mike, you believe in freedom. You believe in democracy. No, no. I want the Mike Chopley Mandatory Retirement Act of 2023. The Mike Cicciopoli Mandatory Retirement Act of 2023. They used to be this. They used to be mandatory. In a lot of in a lot of jobs, they used to be, before woke, mandatory retirement age. You'd say, goodbye. Enjoy it. Here's your money. Here's your, here's your health care. Goodbye. Go to Florida. Go to Arizona. Goodbye. Go take the sun. Go have a mojito. This is absolutely absurd. We shouldn't have 80-plus-year-old presidents. Like I've said before, that's like – that's not like having an 82-year-old – even having an 82-year-old in a high position at a company is very rare, even without mandatory retirement ages. Most people by that age know when to say when and want to enjoy their golden years. But of course, being president is such an easy – people say, who, who would want to do that? Well, anyone would want to do that. Because you're the most protected person in the world, you have the best doctors, you have the cooks, you have chefs, you have free flights on, a, on an aircraft that's like a fucking resort. Who the fuck wouldn't want to be president? It's an easy gig for an 80-plus-year-old. If it was a tough gig, he wouldn't be doing it at 80 years old. It's not a tough gig. It's an easy gig. It's a fucking lily-ass, lily-white, pampered gig. And we know the president doesn't run the fucking country anyway. They're figureheads. But this is ridiculous. This is like having an 82-year-old begin to run a company. Where does that happen? Where an 82-year-old is named the CEO of a company at 82? Only in this fucking facta political world we live in, in this country, can this even be a possibility? No. The Mike Chopperly Mandatory Retirement Act 2023. Well, we can come up with the age. We can negotiate. We can debate. We can debate. I'm open to a debate because I know this is not 1950 anymore where 60 or 65 was considered like 130 people dying usually at 60 65 70 I know it doesn't happen anymore I get it I get it now when you die young it's only because of the jab but normally we're seeing more and more people living to their 90s now close to 100 a lot of people So I get it that whole mandatory retirement of what it used to be like 65 67 I get it that's too young now right cuz 65 Is the new 55. And some people listening to this podcast might be around that age. But but we can come up with an age. But uh, let's say this. You shouldn't be able to run for president at 82 years old. Just the way you can't run for president at 15 years old. Wait a minute. You can't run for president at 34 years old. You can't run for Congress at 24. You can't run for Senate at 29. You can't run for president until you're 35. So there's a minimum age. There's a minimum age. So if there's not a maximum age, why should there be a minimum age? And why should it be 35? I can see it. I can see you saying, OK, they shouldn't, we're not like the last emperor. You're not going to have a, a, a president who's 10. Although that he'd be probably better. A 10-year-old president probably know more than Biden, be more cognizant than Biden. But let's just say in general, with most presidents, no, 10 is too young, of course. But why not 22? What's wrong with 28? So we've come up with this mandatory minimum age for president. We've come up with this mandatory minimum age for president. Why not a mandatory maximum? To me, it's perfect uncommon sense. Perfect. You got minimum. There should be a maximum. Whatever, in, a, in, any other, in any other aspect of world, the reality of this world, when there's a minimum something, there's usually a maximum something, right? Of sentencing. There's usually a minimum sentence and the maximum sentence, right? At least five years, no more than 22 years. There's not a minimum, but no maximum, right? So it, it's when there's a minimum, there's always a maximum, except with this, except with, let's say, running for president of the United States, where you can't until you're 35, but then you can when you're 130. It makes no fucking sense, and you know it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's not ageist, because if that's ageist, then saying you have to be 35 is ageist. I could easily argue that a 30-year-old should be president before an 85-year-old. Easily argue that with you and win all the time. So what I'm telling you, the Micah Choplin Mandatory Retirement Act of 2023, especially when it comes to President of the United States, or get rid of the minimum. And of course, they'll never do that. You want to compromise, then you must get rid of the minimum. Because I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an uncommon sense kind of guy. And if you can have a minimum, you got to have a maximum. If you're not going to have a maximum, you can't have a minimum. So they came up with – at some point, they came up with this idea that 34 was too young to be president. 35 is okay. 29 was too young to be in the Senate. 30 was okay. 24 was too young to be in federal office. 25 is fine. So they came up with that. People got together and they negotiated the age. And they thought about it and they said, okay, I don't know what went into the thinking. I think it's moronic, but whatever something went into it, they went into it and they came with an age. They all just, come on, they all came with a number and they agreed to the number. That's what happened. So let's come up with a maximum age. 70? 73? I don't think that's unreasonable. What is unreasonable to me is an 82-year-old taking office an 82 year old who's already lost it at 80 taking office at 82 that this is un it's it's untenable it's untenable and it should not be allowed it should be simply against the law i think we'd all be better for it if it was what are you daniel you're trans age Yes, trans age is good. I like that. What's trans age? You're transitioning. You're 65 and you're transitioning to 35. Yes, I just. Hey, look, baby. In these days, we can't argue that, right? If you if you identify, if you're 65 but you identify as 35, I have to accept it, don't I? I guess I do. I guess I'm fucked. If Biden wants to identify as 50, I gotta I gotta say he's 50. Because that's the world they've created, isn't it? That's a trans trans age. I love it. Trans age. <laughs> uh, who's going to be more sentient than Biden in two years? I can't read that. Chat what? I can't, I, can't, I can't read that. Who's Chat GPT will be more sentient than Biden in two years? I don't know, but um, uh, it's it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane that we're talking about this in a rational fashion. Is Biden going to run again? Oh, maybe maybe he will. Like the guy's 50 years old. It's it's beyond insane. And and what's beyond insane is that he could win again. It's not like they're talking about him running again. It's like there's zero chance of him winning. Then I wouldn't care. But that's not the case. He could easily win again, especially if his opponent is Donald Trump. You can easily win again. And then even if it's him and Trump, you're going to get a fucking octogenarian president. The whole thing is insane. Wait a minute. Beyond insanity, we have one party where the front runner is octogenarian. You have both parties where the frontrunners are octogenarian. How crazy is this? How crazy is this? Doubling our chances of getting a very old president. Doubling our chances of getting a very old president. I will keep with my prediction, because I'm an optimist, not really, but right now I will be, that neither Biden nor Trump will be the nominees in the end. When all is said and done, it won't be Biden and Trump. You're, Biden or Trump you're voting for in the general election. But like I said, just the fact that we're talking about this stuff as a real possibility, and there's a real possibility either of them could win again, is insane. They both need to just simply retire. They need to retire. I'm being nice about this. Retire. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with saying someone who's 80 years old should retire? I don't think there's anything ageist about that, saying someone 80 should retire. First of all, I think it's better for you. I think you live longer. You know, you've had enough of a stressful life, working for how many decades, five, six decades. Enjoy it. Enjoy your later years. Enjoy your golden years. Ride off into the sunset. Go on some vacations. Take in, go to places you've never gone before. Enjoy them. I mean, if you're president, you go everywhere, but you can't really enjoy the places you go. Enjoy enjoy your enjoy your last years. You not know how long, much longer you have left. But don't run for president again. And it's obvious until we make a law where they can't, they're going to keep doing it. But, of course, people will scream, especially those on the left, maybe even some on the right. But mostly those on the left will scream, Mike, Mike Cachopoli is evil discrimination. He wants to discriminate against the elderly, elder abuse, elder abuse, because they're insane. We live in an insane world. How about 20-year-old abuse? That's not a bad abuse. How about 30-year-old abuse? They can't run for president. That's not abuse. 30 years old. My God, 30 years old. You could be you could have three diplomas by then. You could have three PhDs at 30, 35, but you can't run for president yet. Does it make once again, does it make any sense? No, but they came up with a mandatory age. So once again, I'm pushing the Micah Chopoli Mandatory Retirement Act of 2023. Gavel. What's going on with Tucker? Why is Tucker why is Tucker trending and why do people hate sending me Tucker hate messages? Did something happen that I don't understand? I'm reading through some tweets now, and I'm trying to figure out why Tucker Carlson and Jimmy Dore. Oh, I saw Jimmy Dore on Tucker. Jimmy Dore was on Tucker, and he spoke so fucking fast. I thought he was from Brooklyn. I don't think he's from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. I talk fast naturally, but he was on and was talking about the, the the. It was great. I mean, he was talking about the war machine. I agree 100. And all the money was, and you know, and we're looking for another conflict. We're looking for China now, a war with China. But Jimmy Doe was talking so fast; he got in about seven thousand words in 45 seconds. But I understand why. Those segments on Fox News are so tight. They're so tight. It's so tightly segmented. The segments are so tight. The programming is so tight. That most guests get about a minute. So you got to really go. And Jimmy understands that. He's got it. He understands it. He knows the media. He knows he knows how it works on television. And it, so you, you know you got a minute and Tucker goes to you. Don't talk slowly because you're not going to get much in. So he got it in. He got it in. So that was good. So I don't really understand why. I'm trying to figure out why Tucker is uh, – yes, your enemy is the military industrial complex. That was the segment with Jimmy. He's 100% right. Uh, Tucker Carlson at peak, I don't know, I don't know why Tucker is trending. I'm trying to figure it out. He always offends someone by being truthful. You're always going to offend someone when you're honest. Let's put it that way. You'll offend less people if you're a liar, right? Yes, if you're a liar, you will offend less people. When you're honest, people always say they want honesty, but let me tell you, they're full of shit. They want to be lied to. It makes them feel comfortable. They want to hear what they want. They, they want you to say what they want to hear. Let's put it that way, even if it's not the truth. That is what people actually really want. They will lie to themselves. People will always say, oh, I want a politi- I'm want i tired of politicians that lie. I want a politician to tell us the truth. And then you get like a Donald Trump who is like just very blatant in your face. They go, I can't deal with that. Lie to me nicely, please. Lie to me nicely. Let me hear what I, I want. I want to hear from you. That's why so many people are addicted to the stations that agree with them. Like the left likes MSNBC because they are they just reiterate on the television those people on the TV say what you want to hear? you see they say what you want to hear they second your thoughts and that's what people want. They don't want to be challenged. Well what Tucker does is he challenges people because he's not your typical he's not he's not he's not Hannity, right? He's not your typical right wing talk show host you'd expect on Fox News. He's challenging. He he's challenged. He challenges. Well, how many conservatives challenge a military-industrial complex? How many how many conservatives are anti-war like he is? There are very few. There are people in high-profile positions like him on television who dare to be really vir- virulently anti-war when everyone else is is virtue signaling, right? Like with Ukraine, when everyone else is virtue signaling and saying what a great thing it is and how you're a Russia bot, you're a Putin lover. If you're against giving them everything including the kitchen sink, he, he's, he's not afraid to be against it, which is very rare. It's very rare to be the odd person out, especially when it comes to war in this country and the military-industrial complex. And I give Tucker a lot of credit. You know, Tucker was fairer. I know Tucker didn't want Bernie Sanders to be president. I get, I get it. But Tucker was fairer to Bernie during both primaries than MSNBC was. Tucker Carlson, this extreme right-winger, whatever that means, not even true, was fairer to Bernie Sanders during both campaigns than the left was, than the left media was. So, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Tucker will have on people like Jackie Berlin that I had on. Jackie Berlin, Mothers Against Drug Deaths, Drug Addiction and Deaths. They won't have her on CNN. Why won't CNN, MSNBC put on people like Jackie Berlin, Mothers Against Fentanyl Deaths? Why? Why? But Tucker puts them on. I can't tell you why CNN and MSNBC doesn't put it on. I have ideas, but the simple fact is they don't put them on like Tucker does. So Tucker will put people on. That's that's what, like Jackie said on the show, people said, oh, Jackie, how can you go on Tucker Carlson? Of course, the people who say that never watch Tucker Carlson. At the most, they'll see like uh, three and a half seconds edited clips on CNN or MSNBC, but they've never really watched an hour of Tucker Carlson, let alone five shows a week for a year or two. Like I do, but like I have, but people say, "Oh, Jackie, why did you go watch Tucker Carlson?" Because he has me on. Because Rachel Maddow doesn't have her on. Because Rachel Maddow doesn't have people on talking about fentanyl poisoning, about their son being on the streets of San Francisco in a fentanyl. But, Tru- but Tucker Carlson has them on. Once again, I don't want to hear any criticism. I'll take your criticism of anything or anybody. It could be a person. It could be a TV show. It could be a movie. If you've watched them, if you've watched said movie, said television show, or you've watched someone like Tucker Carlson a lot or enough to have a real opinion – then we can talk about it. But 99% of the people who will tell me something like, oh, Tucker Carlson's horrible, have never even watched one fucking show. And the guy's been on for years. Never watched one 60-minute show. So I don't want to hear the, your ignorant take that you've gotten from your TV set of another channel. I don't I don't care. You need to watch. And I'm still trying to figure out, as I rail on, why, he's, why Tucker's trending. I don't get it. As Jimmy Dore just said, big thanks to Tucker Carlson for letting someone say this on TV, the anti-war stuff. I would love to bring this message to MSNBC. Look, he's saying exactly what I'm talking about at this moment. I swear this tweet just came up from Jimmy Dore. Big thanks to Tucker Carlson for letting me say this on TV. I would love to bring this message to MSNBC, CNN, NPR, ABC News, but they won't have me. We're going to have to come together to stop the war machine. Exactly what I was just saying. Why doesn't CNN and MSNBC and NPR and ABC have on someone talking anti-war, talking against the U.S. war machine, against war, against giving billions of dollars to Ukraine, against drumming, beating up the beating the drums of a war against China? Why won't MSNBC have Jimmy on to give his opinion for two fucking minutes? Why? And then people on the left, schmuck progressive morons will get on Jimmy's case for going on Tucker Carlson. and Supposedly anti-war people will get on Jimmy's case for going on Tucker Carlson when they don't watch Tucker Carlson and MSNBC and CNN won't let him come on. How fucking ignorant can you be? That's why I like Tucker Carlson. So ask yourself the question, Why won't MSNBC and CNN, why won't they have on Jimmy Dore talking about the U.S. war machine, itching for another conflict? Why? What do you think they won't let him? I don't have all the answers, you know. Sometimes that might seem like, I have all the answers, but I really don't have all the answers. But uh, I have ideas. But this is just a fact of matter. Is that Tucker will have them on. People like Jimmy Dore and Jackie Berlin and MSNBC and CNN, MSN, NPR, ABC News, etc. won't have them on. It's just a fact of matter. It's not not like Jimmy Dore and Jackie Berlin and others don't want to go on these other stations. They, They want to go on them all. But Tucker will have them on. Those other networks won't. That's just a fact. Daniel, you're on and let's be heard. Let's go, Daniel. How are you?
1: Yeah, the reason that they won't have a door on is because he's going to ask more questions than just besides um, how uh, liberals became warmongers. He's going to ask them how they uh, became anti-First Amendment and how they became anti-bodily autonomy how they um, saw fit to abuse the poor and the marginalized during COVID. Um, he's going to ask him a lot of questions about how how liberalism uh, flipped 180 degrees into something that is totally unrecognizable at this point.
0: Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yet more on progressives. We'll get on his case, Jimmy Dore's case, for going on a show they never watch. When all, all these other networks won't have him on. So, in other words, the anti-war message will get out not at all if he didn't go on Tucker Carlson's show. Is that what the progressives would rather, that the anti-war message do not get, doesn't, doesn't get out there at all because he's going on that horrible guy show, which they've never watched before? This is the incredible ignorance of people. I just don't like it. I'll go on the other side, too. I've, like I say, I think I can speak because I've watched years of everything. I've watched years of CNN. I've watched years of MSNBC. I've watched years of Fox News. I was in radio. I know the business, and I watch. And I watch. I'm a critic, so I watch everything. It bothers me when people criticize something that they don't watch or that they just get hearsay or clips of on other stations that want to criticize these people, right? I mean, how, how much more do you have to be to think, if you watch MSNBC, if when they play a two-and-a-half second edited clip of Tucker Carlson. MSNBC doesn't like Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson gets actual ratings. They don't. So they hate him. So do you think you're getting the full picture when MSNBC edits a two and a half second clip of Tucker Carlson and plays it? These people believe that is who he is. It it makes up. These people are so ignorant. Sometimes it blows my mind how ignorant people can be.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, um, pretty interesting in, in my, um, my own experience
0: these last three
1: years, um, I, I've taken in my own experience into account over these last three years. I, it, I see a clearer picture. I think of of um, what is happening and um, what potentially could be happening in a lot of people's minds. And I I don't, I don't own a TV for one thing, so the only time I see a video um, formatted news is when I go on YouTube. And I subscribe to various channels, um, so I'm so I'm usually watching the uh, the news hours after it is broadcast on television or cable. Um, I never ever watched Fox News um, before about three years ago when uh, the obvious uh, anti science uh, COVID hysteria was uh, percolating up uh, mainly from the left. And I simply wanted to know, was anybody? I mean, the the left was going crazy. My side of the political spectrum was just going nuts with hysteria. And I just wanted to understand, was anybody on any side of any political spectrum um, talking sanely on major news networks? And so I, you know, for the first time, started watching Tucker, and I'm just all, "Why, why is everyone calling this guy, you know, far right? He just sounds like, a, he sounds like a normal human being that's, uh, you know, on the conservative side of things, but maybe like a, a little bit right of center. And, um, yeah, it was eye opening to see, you know, I, I never watched it, but I heard people uh, talking about him all the time as though he was some um, Mussolini or something. And, and he's he's one of the most reasonable voices in the mainstream media that there is at this point when it comes to commentary.
0: Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. He's one, he, he's absolutely my favorite. I have to say, he's my favorite. I never thought I'd say that about Tucker Carlson, but he is. You know, it, it's it's look. Not only will these other networks not let on Jim, Jimmy Dora to talk about the U.S. war machine or Jackie Berlin talk about fentanyl poisoning, they won't they won't have on people to talk about their vaccine injuries and deaths. Tucker will. So that's another thing. So why won't these other networks allow people on to talk about fentanyl crisis, fentanyl poisoning? Vaccine injuries, vaccine deaths I wonder why I wonder what their agenda could be, huh? I wonder what their agenda could be
1: yeah um i want has one any any of the major news networks um any of, of the liberal side of uh, um if any of the major news networks had any of the great Barrington declaration authors on there no
0: absolutely not. Absolutely not. Once again, if you're Jay Bhattacharya or Marty McCari or Peter McCullough, you can only go on Fox. That's it. And MSNBC yeah. won't have you on, CNN won't have you on, ABC, NBC, P- 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 NPR radio, none of them. None of them I will mean, have them on. I wonder why. I, I, wonder, mean, I wonder why.
1: Yeah, the the, the the three people, Martin Kaldorf, uh, Sanitra S- 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 Gupta, and Jay Bhattacharya, the principal authors of the Great Threat Declaration, those people that um, that were echoing uh, um, biologically illiterate opinions like mine and many others, um, many uh, many physicians that were afraid to speak up because their HMOs would fire them. Um, these are three people that were brave enough, three epidemiologists and professors of medicine and professors of epidemiology, um, and uh, that they spoke up when, when others were, were, were too afraid to. And you know MSNBC, CBS, ABC. They're, none of them. None of them have had any, any one of these three, on their show to talk to them. When they, every single one of them knows at this point that they were right from the very beginning. But you know what? They knew they were right from the very beginning. In the beginning, they knew that they were right. As I've said all along, what we have in the mainstream media, the fourth estate, is now mercenary journalism. They know they're wrong. They know that they're doing propaganda. They don't care. It pays. Mercenary journalism, it's got a fourth estate has to die. The fifth estate is rising. Long live the fifth estate.
0: Absolutely. There's no no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. It's obviously obviously a case of, as I've said many times, big government, big tech, big media – All this stuff is in collusion simply because they all they all they all share the same money machine, the money mechanism. So when you're seeing big pharma ads on CNN, MSNBC, they're not going to have on people who who are going to hurt that advertising. Right. Absolutely. Or or even if they do. Look, they don't even need. I would say they get calls from big pharma, but they don't even need it. They know they know they can't defy big pharma. No one from big pharma has to call them and remind them of that. No one has to call and say, "Oh, I saw that person on." Uh, we, you know, they're not gonna. We, we advertise. We, we spend a lot of money on your, on your channel, and you know, we may go elsewhere. They don't have to do that. These people know where they. These people know where they stand. They know who they know who they're. They know who they're submissive to, right? They know who their superiors are, and it's their yeah, advertisers, absolutely. like Big Pharma. So they're not gonna have on people who defy the advertising. They Absolutely,
1: They're mercenary journalists. I mean, it's not just that; not, it's not that they're just not going to have people on that um, uh, um, defy their advertising, as you said. They they are blatantly propagandizing for those firms. It's not. It's 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 not the uh, mainstream media of ten years ago. Uh, these these are these are mercenary propagandists, mercenary journalists at this point. Uh, but before I go, I want to clear up two things that, that I, that I um, spoke of in live chat. One is uh, you, you mentioned the uh, spaghetti monster um, as I can't remember why. And then I was with with ramen and, and, and you're confused. But do you know of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster?
0: I do. No, I said I'd vote for the spaghetti monster over the people who are running for president right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Well, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, which has been around for over over 20 years, when, when, when whenever you speak of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, you're supposed to say ramen has, you know, like amen. I, I hate explaining my joke, but
0: here you go. I just explained it and made it all the worse. I'm sorry. Um, I, don't, I, I need you know, if, when you come on and tell a joke, I need to find the laugh track. I yeah yeah we better. need a we need a
1: laugh track i i control i will control laugh yeah
0: track. But you know what talk about jokes you know you didn't get a joke, and I can't believe you didn't get this this joke you didn't get the joke of anita b eaten you thought anita b Eaton. <laughs> you I thought know, anita I know. B. Eaton was a real doctor
1: i, I no no she was an uh, obesity advocate i i i i was fooled by the the first um tweet that came across my a Twitter feed by her and then I thought, oh my God, I I got fooled.
0: It's Like you get <laughs> fooled by it's, London it's, Brood you got you get fooled by London Brood. You yeah, get
1: fooled yeah. You parody in this are, world where yeah. it's hard to tell parody from reality, um it's um yeah, you you can get fooled once or twice. Um, speaking of a fool, I also mentioned in a live chat uh chat GPT which is a conversational artificial intelligence program that everyone's talking about these days. So I I said that chat GTP will be more sentient than uh, Biden in two years. I was referring to this uh, artificial intelligence. You can, if you uh, Google chat GPT, um, and you can uh, set up an account, uh, and you can uh, ask this uh, artificial intelligence program uh, various questions. It's done all kinds of interesting things, like past MBA test, um, past all kinds of, uh, of uh, maybe like freshman college uh, um, uh, mathematics test, and things like that. Um, it's 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 kind of um, it's kind of scary in some ways but not scary in other ways because it's kind of almost like an automated bullshitter in some ways. So, but people are hyping it up a lot. But there's a big component of sort of a automated bullshittingness to the, to the whole thing. But anyway, I just want to explain my jokes because that's always the thing that you should do when your jokes fails is to explain them to make it all the worse.
0: I, I agree 100%. And
1: that's where the clap track would have gone right there.
0: I got you. I'll just do that. I'll do a clap track I don't know. Instead, of, instead, of a laugh, instead of a laugh, Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Else um, on on Tucker I wanted to get into. And um, I had seen something about this a while back, but basically being in line with the 38 months of emergency and the never-ending COVID emergency and the ridiculousness of mass mandates and vaccine mandates. Tucker had on a a, a pilot, uh, I don't know if you've seen this guy, Robert Snow. This is an American Airlines pilot, and he was in the cockpit of a plane. And this was back, I believe, April. Yeah, this was this past, this is about nine, ten months ago, April of 2022. Uh, Robert Snow, and this is, a he was vaccinated, because you know the airlines had the vaccine mandate, so all the pilots had to get vaccinated, which is why so many pilots left, which is why he had this, you know, this problem with not being enough pilots. And if you remember about six months ago, they were having problems with the not being able to find pilots for flights. And there was all this problem because these airlines were down. There was like two, like, I think 2000 pilots had, had, uh, had resigned. Many of them just retired early, right? Many of them had been like past the point of age where they could get, you know, their, their pension and they wanted to keep flying. But once they were told they must get this experimental vaccine, that wasn't tested, they said no, and they just retired early. And that was about 2,000 of them. And Robert Snow had been vaccinated and was flying back in April. And what happened was, and I'm, I'm reading this story, this particular story I'm reading off of uh, something called Red Voice Media. Um And so the guy had a heart attack. What happened was he landed the plane, and six minutes, about six minutes after he landed the plane, this was an American Airlines plane with about 200 people on board, he had a heart attack uh robert snow was in the cockpit of a plane that had just landed when his heart stopped to do was described as severe post-vaccination cardiac arrest according to reports snow was operating an airbus 321 suffered the incident just six minutes after the plane touched down narrowly avoiding a potential catastrophe that endangered his life as well as the 200 other people on board head of the u.s freedom flyers joshua yoder it's a very important organization, U.S. Freedom Flyers. Snow mentioned that, I believe, on Tucker's show today. Issued a press release on the incident, outlined the danger of the incident. This near miss is a direct result of the FAA overlooking their own safety regulations for brazenly political purposes. Relating to the dangerous COVID-19 vaccine mandate policies many airlines have enacted in coordination with the FAA. Yonder Yoder pointed out in the statement that the airlines had mandated the COVID shot in order for employees, including pilots, to keep their jobs, despite the fact the shots remain under emergency use authoriza- authorization by the FDA. In other words, pilots are forced to receive an experimental drug injection to keep their jobs, putting hundreds of people's lives at risk every time they fly. Further, Yoda said the FAA has abdicated its mission to provide the safest, most efficient aerospace system in the world by mandating these shots, thereby weaponizing COVID-19 vaccine politics to put airline companies and passengers in grave danger. In September of 2021, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, brigade surgeon for the Army's 1st Aviation Brigade in Fort Ruck, Alabama, spoke out and wrote an affidavit, which was, which was included in the military leader's lawsuit, seeking an injunction on Biden's mandate, about the dangers of forcing those shots on pilots. At that time, she said, the majority of young new Amy, Army aviators are in their early 20s. We know there is a risk of myocarditis with each mRNA vaccination. Vaccines produced by Pfizer and Moderna both have been linked to myocarditis, especially in young males between 16 and 24. In November, Long testified at Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson's panel discussion regarding the shots, speaking on three pilots she had to ground in one morning, all three due to vaccine injuries. After I reported to my command my concerns, That in one morning, she said, I had to ground three out of three pilots due to vaccine injuries. The next day, my patients were canceled. My charts were pulled for review. And I was told I'd not be seeing acute patients anymore. Just healthy pilots there for their flight physical. In January of this year, Yoda appeared on the steep... The Stu Peter Show, where it was reported three military doctors, flight surgeon Dr. Therese Long, Dr. Peter Chambers, and Dr. Sam Sogoloff, says defense emergency epidemiology database codes show a 300% increase in miscarriages, with 4,182 occurring. There were also a 300% increase in cancer, 114,000 cases, 1,000% increase in neurological issues, 863,000, 269% increase in heart attacks, 291% increase in Bell's palsy, 156% increase in congenital malformations for military kids, and a 471% increase in female infertility, along with a 467% increase in pulmonary embolisms. According to the federal Do Not Fly Registration regulation, a person shall not act as pilot in command or in any other capacity as required. Pilot as as a required pilot flight crew member while that person knows or has reason to know of any medical condition that would make the person unable to operate the aircraft in a safe manner. Massive amounts of evidence have been compiled that show pilots are suffering vaccine-related medical issues after being forced to receive the COVID shot. And yet, airlines are still enforcing this requirement, clearly violating their own regulation. Yoder's statement indicated that the U.S. Freedom Flyers and others will be calling for immediate action to be taken by the airline industry to immediately halt all mandates, medically retest all vaccinated pilots, and certify only those who can show clean EKGs and cardiac MRIs to prove health, heart, and d dimer tests to rule out clotting, clotting issues. Yoder also demands that no pilots be terminated without pay and benefits for a shot that has ruined their health, and they will forced to choose between their job or the jab. This is more bullshit that we saw and we continue to see. By the way, the FAA, according to Dr. Snow, had this regulation where any kind of vaccine that a pilot was going to take, any vaccine that was going to be put into the arms of pilots had to be tested for a certain amount of time, had to have like a year's testing process. And of course, we know this vaccine did not. Yet they still mandated that pilots get this vaccine. So they're mandating a vaccine that hasn't been tested, even to their own regulations of how a vaccine needs to be tested before a pilot is to take it. They not only did that, but they've also put people in danger because now you're having pilots have these issues of possibly having embolisms and blood clotting and myocarditis and heart attacks while in the air, okay? This is all part of the job or the jab, the job or the jab mandate that was instituted by joe biden and was picked up by many private companies as well putting people in danger for a shot for a vaccine that we know does not stop the spread of covid this was this comatose zombie-like um mentality we're well, just we're just going to do this cuz we, we cuz we're told to. We're just going to do this cuz if you don't get the vaccine you're a trumper. If you don't if we don't mandate the vaccine we're we're in Trump's corner. This makes absolutely no sense. In fact, Trump did something I believe yesterday. He came out and he actually criticized Ron DeSantis for being too liberal on vaccine mandates. Now that made me laugh. That's like hilarious, that Donald Trump continues to push how successful his Operation Warp Speed was, how successful these vaccines were, even though they weren't at all safe or effective. They didn't work to stop the spread. He continues to push this ridiculous asinine fucking lie that that Operation Warp Speed was great, and he created this incredible drug, this incredible vaccine, at the same time, He's saying that Ron DeSantis is too liberal with vaccine mandates. He's not strong enough against vaccine mandates. Who the fuck is he kidding? This is what Trump is trying to do. He knows DeSantis is going to be his main opponent, and he's trying to have it both ways. Yes. Oh, I'm such a hero for Operation Warp Speed. I saved millions of lives. And Ron DeSantis and his evil vaccine mandates. You've got to be kidding me. You've really got to be kidding me. Once again, you can't have 80-year-olds running for president. They're fucked up in the head. They're too fucked up in the head. How's that? I'm sorry if you think it's ageist, but these two guys don't have it anymore. They just don't have it anymore. You can't at the same time push these vaccines and they oh say this guy pushes the vaccine too much. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is this what we're going to have to deal with for the next year of debates and campaigning? This kind of blatant, idiotic hypocrisy. But look at what happened with the airlines. Now, forget it. Okay, you can drop the mandate now. You could drop it. Let's say they dropped it. You still have all these pilots with this poison in them. And it's like a ticking time bomb. This went off six minutes after he landed. What if it went off six minutes after he had taken off? What if it went off 20 minutes before he landed? This is what's happening. So this poison, even if you stop the mandates now, all these pilots that are flying now had to get the mandate and have the poison and the, the, not only the jab, the initial initial jabs, but they have all of the subsequent jabs, all the boosters in them, because those are mandated also. So now you're talking about a point where all these pilots have this ticking time bomb poison in them. And who knows what's going to happen? Once again, six minutes. Six minutes. And this pilot would have been in the air flying, having this heart attack. So what they've done is they've put pilots in harm's way. They've put passengers in harm's way. They've put hundreds of passengers on each flight in harm's way just for their ridiculous anti-science, go-along-to-get-along mandates. Job or the jab bullshit. Job or the jab bullshit there's got to be fucking lawsuits up the wazoo. There needs to be lawsuits up the fucking ass. Everyone needs to be everyone needs to be sued. Everyone needs to be sued. They need to lose millions and millions of dollars. All these corporations, the U.S. government along, need to use, lose millions and millions of dollars. They need to feel the pain. They need to feel the pain so they never do this bullshit again. Everyone needs to fucking sue. So that organization, he had mentioned another the U.S. Freedom Flyers. That's a good organization, U.S. Freedom Flyers org. If you go on U.S. Freedom Flyers org, you can sign up. Oh, here we go. Here we look. Here, if you go to U.S. Freedom Flyers org, you can simply sign up. As Mike and Chopley screams about lawsuits, you can sign up to help them fight a lawsuit our legal fight yeah you can join them you can make a donation you can so this is another we talked about the children's the the defense was it children's health defense the robert f kennedys they they're doing a lot of lawsuits and so is this usfreedomflyers.org so if you go on there and you can you can read more about their lawsuits the FA letter, the amicus briefs, the motion for amicus, the latest press releases. And there it will give you more information. And of course, once again, these lawsuits are, the government and these major corporations rely on the fact that people don't have enough money to keep these lawsuits going because they get drawn out, and the government has great lawyers and these, these, you know, the airlines have great lawyers and they're able to go to judges and they have judges that are bought and sold and they continue to put it off and put it off. And they put it off. It's more money, right? Because you have to have lawyers on retainer. So every everything they put it off, it's more money and more money and more money. So these get very expensive. What they try to do is they try to bleed you out where you have to drop the lawsuit. And so these places need contributions. OK, they need contributions, So in this press release, this is announcing US Freedom Flyers is recognizing, reorganizing with the legal uh, guidance of our new special counsel, Deanna Pollard. We need your support now to hit the ground running with our agenda to protect American pilots, airline employees, and all people from medical mandates and other oppressive civil rights practices that have become rampant. It is time to reverse the trend of oppression. We are unique because we have assembled a truly qualified legal team that is capable of fighting oppressors, of American freedom. Our team has indisputable expertise and a history of top rated publications in constitutional law, civil litigation, evidence law and appellate procedure. A team like this is what has been missing in the fight against medical and other forms of oppression. Please donate today." So they have Dana Sachs, the special counsel. They have Dana Weffer, civil liberties and workers rights lawyers. Um, uh, And they have all these lawsuits going, so. Uh, for medical liberty and freedom from government and corporate oppression, FAA oppression. Uh, they have several cases going right now. So I recommend you go on their website. That's usfreedomflyers.org, usfreedomflyers.org. And help them because they need money. This is not just going to happen, you know, once again, they're fighting very powerful forces. These are incredibly, incredibly powerful forces. Whether you're talking about the U.S. government or these, or these major corporations such as airlines, they got a lot of money, they got a lot of lawyers, and like I say, they just hope you get exhausted, financially exhausted, and simply can't keep the lawsuit going and have to drop it. Remember, these places, as we have seen through the last three plus years, when these fi- when these get fi- when they finally get litigated. Our side wins all the time. We win. We won on the church thing with Newsom, closing churches. We won on the OSHA mandate with Biden. So we win. You just got to keep them going. And we keep on seeing with lawsuits that we keep winning. When they're played out, we win. They just have, They the, the, the other side just hopes we can't make it to the finish line. And that has to do with money. So you simply have to donate money. Hey, Bill, how you doing tonight?
2: Hey, Mike, glad to hear what you're doing. Um, yeah, these are some new groups I hadn't heard about. I'm glad to hear about them. Um, I did, in the live chat, uh, put in links. Uh, there's a Dr. David Martin who published documents that you can send to your own uh, state's attorney, Uh and the link is in the live chat. He filed a lawsuit, uh, hitting his group in Utah on the behalf of a surgeon who lost his hospital privileges. Um, I don't know how that lawsuit's going as an update, but, um, but yeah, he puts, together, uh, Dr. David Martin, uh, um, a, a, a whole series of documents, and you know, there's links, uh, in that article, and, um, he, Gets right down to you know uh the crimes committed of you know treason do you follow me domestic terrorism um conspiring to commit acts of terrorism uh conspiring to criminal uh, commercial activity of funding and creating a biological weapon uh market manipulation allocation he has all the statutes you know like uh 15 USC, uh, statute eight, for example. You know what I mean? And he right. has, he has all this. It's very good resource. And, uh, he also, uh, um, there's all the defendants on his suit, which he, he names. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, you can see who they're suing. Do you follow me? Defendants yeah. on his suit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anthony Fauci, of course, Peter Dazic, Ralph Barrick, the FDA. Alex Azar, CDC, NIAID, Moderna, Pfizer, you know, and uh, then there's videos that you can watch. Uh, so Dr. David Martin, he's been doing the red pill circuit for a while now. And um, anyway, I just thought I'd share that along with everything you're sharing, you know, because uh, the more people, resources they have, the more. And well, you're right. I'm sorry. You go yeah.
0: ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay.
2: Well, the problem is lawfaring. What happens here is, as you're right, big pharma, the, the, the states uh, that you may be up against, they have a lot of money and a lot of lawyers and they got the resources. And so that's where, um, class action suits are important. You know what I mean? Because if you're one person trying to do it, they'll paper snow you and law for you to death. You know what I mean by that? And, um, Although so you can't find, they
0: follow- you know that they want to. They try to bleed you dry of money, so you have to Oh yeah. To yeah, yeah.
2: This is this is our system. How corrupt it is. that? That can even be legit, but it happens, you know. And so um, that's why, like you said, the Children's Health Defense Fund is a great group. Kennedy, uh, Bobby Kennedy, and others, um, and the airline uh, 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 pilot group. This is crazy. That right? They changed the threshold. The medical. I, I just tuned in. I was. You know, what happens is your show's on so late, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, I already missed an hour of it. I <laughs> oh, <no, yeah, laughs> so okay. dozed off already, because I'm East Coast, so it's now 3 a.m., of course, know, or after. I, know, I, know. And I appreciate you, you know. listening. I really do. Yeah, I, 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 I okay. just, you know. I, I, anyway, so I, I appreciate what you're doing. And so I missed the better part of the show, but I did just tune in and catch what you were saying. So, yeah, so for the... For the uh, help me understand what it was again because I'm having a senior moment regarding the test that they changed the parameters for the.
0: Well, pilots. Yeah, the FAA, Bob Snow, who was the pilot who had that heart attack 60 minutes before mm-hmm. landing, said the the, the, the it was the FAA had a uh, the guidelines were basically any any new vaccine that was given to a pilots mm-hmm. because they were of course in general before COVID they were actually worried about safety you know so yeah that that vaccine had to go through kind of a 12 month a year-long rigorous testing policy that was approved by the FAA before they were those before a pilot could even get them. Forget about mandates. Okay. Before a pilot could even voluntarily get something put into them. Now, doesn't that make sense, Bill? Of course. That make sense? Wouldn't the FAA not want poison, something that's possibly poisonous or hurtful to the pilots who then crashed a the fucking plane? So they had these guidelines. Of course, when it came to COVID, there were no guidelines anymore, Bill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No guidelines anymore. Mm-hmm. No guidelines. Anymore, because as Bob Snow said on on Tucker Carlson, it all became political. Yep. As I've said, that meant oh, you're not you're not mandating the vaccine. You must be a Trumpy Trumper. You must mm-hmm. be a domestic terrorist. You must be a uh, QAnon, right? All that bullshit. Yep. And what's
2: so, oh, yeah.
0: so, so look what happens? So, like I said, even if we ended the mandate now, all these pilots that are flying have had all the fucking jabs. Yes. So the, know, the, the ticking time bomb is in them. You yeah. need, you need, you need new pilots who haven't been vaccinated.
2: That <laughs> haven't been vaccinated. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Good,
0: good luck with that. Right? So the harm is already done. That's the problem. The harm is already done, which means now you need to sue their asses. For oh yeah. They need to sue their asses for forcing them to do this. I know. For putting themselves, their families, the the, the passengers in harm's way, and, and we should all get in. The airline passengers should do it. We should be part of a lawsuit because we're in danger now,
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and there was – I was just going to search. I know they just lowered the standards for a test for the pilots, some type of – what was the test? What was it that they – I know they changed something, Mike, just recently. I got to
0: check it. Oh, it was for heart conditions. Yes. That's another thing. So they've lowered the threshold. In other words, it used to be you had to have some kind of a testing, you know, like a physical Mm – and your heart had, there were some parameters where the heart had to be in a certain, you know, you had to have a certain testing. Sure. And now they've lowered that. How yeah, conveniently they they've lowered that now, knowing that these pilots probably have heart issues from the vaccines. Of course. So this is, uh, this is a disaster, Bill. This is a total corrupt system that yeah. has really fucked us all up. It really oh, happened. yeah. It's put us all in danger. Yes. You know, forget Absolutely. about just being morally wrong. It has put us all in danger.
2: It's fr- it's really frightening to think that these. Uh, I mean, these. I mean, first of all, that my heart goes out to any pilot who's suffered and uh, b- become uh, disabled and or passed away, or you know, and family members. Number one, uh, and uh, on top of that, now the, these poor men are and women are in a position where uh, they've got this ticking time bomb living inside them, and we don't know. Uh, of course uh, there were reports out that the spike protein were found uh, let's see was it three months out as that's all, as far as the testing went that it was still being created in the body right that's uh, so that's they don't really know how long because that's the max I think the test the testing went out for it uh circulating throughout the body and every time you get a vaccine you get a new, spike protein you know what i mean the new uh 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 uh, they they create a new spike protein to try and mirror the the uh whether it's uh, the the wuhan why they originally have this bivalent vaccine now which is an absolute insanity right where they have the wuhan original strain plus the latest omicron strain which by the time the damn vaccine comes out is is no longer worth the damn anyway. Not that it ever was. Do you follow me? You know what Absolutely. I mean.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know?
2: And so every time you get a vaccine, you get a new opportunity for spike protein to be going through this process in your body and creating, uh, you know, the conditions for the vaccine adverse events. And we've we've been through all this. And then they're still pushing this insanity. Still, even though Bill Gates recently said again it was oh god i just saw him today who covered it oh i just i watched so much on the internet i can't remember where he's basically saying well he has this new it was the hill that's right and it was jimmy Dore was covering the hill i think it was and i saw a clip where um robbie and uh and uh brianna on the hill we're talking about how they get saying, well, you know, the vaccines that turned out it wasn't really that effective. It's leaky, you know, it doesn't prevent transmission. He's acknowledging after he made all this money, he sold his stock. Did you know that? He sold his stock and wherever it was, Pfizer, Moderna. Right, so now he's pushing some new nasal mist. Right? Oh, well, I'm sure he's heavily invested in that, though, so he's going to ride that up. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, throw the vaccine out of the bus, which... But it was good enough as long as he made... What did he do? Multiply his money tenfold or whatever the hell it was, or a hundredfold? Who knows? Right. You know what I mean? Um Good investment for him while he crushed the economy based on a fraudulent PCR test, and, you know, and it never ends, right? So But the masses who would listen to the mainstream media haven't heard your show, you haven't heard... Say Alex Jones, P- Doctor Peter McCullough being interviewed. Who hasn't heard? Right. Uh, you know, you know. Pick uh, another platform, Maria mm-hmm. Z, for example, and many others who are Jimmy Dore. They don't know. You know what I mean? They don't.
0: They don't. That's right. And then right.
2: yep. when we try and tell them, of course, the legacy media says, where the disinformation?" So. Who are they gonna believe? The people they've been listening to their whole lives? Especially that they believe in this government?
0: It's it's so ridiculous. You know, I, yeah. I don't wanna hear the stuff about, about you know misinformation coming from coming from our side, the legacy media. I know. The legacy media is the ones who said fifteen days to stop the spread. They said the, the vaccines would stop the spread, the efficacy mm-hmm. was ninety eight percent, it would end COVID, it would get us back to normal. They fraud. said masks would stop. Come on. They lied over and over again. This yeah. is ridiculous. You gotta be a fucking idiot to believe anything they say anymore. I know. leave anything they say. Come on, how many times do you have to be lied to? How many does people have to be lied to before they just they tune out? They don't trust a person anymore. Would you let a person lie to you twenty times, thirty times, eighty times, five hundred times in a year before you and and continue to be friends with that person and listen to that person?
2: I know, on. it's nuts!
0: It's ridiculous. It's amazing.
2: it, it, it it's defies logic. It, it's it's you know it's like a mass psychosis. Well, you know. Right or
0: wrong, they've got we've gotten to the point now where everything the legacy media says, we have to believe the opposite. Oh yeah. We gotta believe oh, yeah. the exact 180 degree opposite is the truth. That's that's just basically the way it goes now. It's just, just, and, and they've done it to themselves. They've done it themselves by lying slash being wrong so many times. You can only do that so you know, you can't keep doing that and say, trust us, trust us, trust us, the other side's lying to you when the other side's the ones who have been right over the last three years. And they've been wrong on everything, the legacy media. Every single thing they said to us has been wrong. There's not one thing they said that was t- turned out right. Not one thing.
2: Sponsored by Pfizer and Big Tech and sponsored yeah, by the State of Department. Course.
0: Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's, it's so they, They're doing a newscast, right? And they're telling you, oh, these vaccines are safe and effective. Back after this. And you see 30, <laughs> 30 <laughs> Pfizer commercials. Are you yeah, kidding I, me? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least on Fox, the only thing they have, they, the only one they're beholden to is Mike Lindell. <laughs> that's the only
2: thing yeah yeah
0: that's true Hello, my pillow get my pillow right, they right. Hold it to do so and by the way I bought my pillow it's pretty good <laughs> I bet it
2: is I bet it is
0: it's, it's a pretty good product but in yeah
2: but
0: it's so obvious that most of these networks have this incredible incredible conflict of interests yes they have this and you know what I do appreciate there are some places mostly the right wing ones like Fox where they'll have they'll have some they'll have some big pharma stuff. They'll have some, you know, about you know heart disease or, um, or or diabetes, but you can't. In other words, those the people who advertise need to know if if the management of a of a of a television or radio station has any backbone, they need to know that you can advertise. We get high ratings, right? And that's what Fox can do because the Fox gets such high ratings. Mm-hmm. The ratings are double that of CNN and MSNBC combined. Mm-hmm. These companies won't pull out. Won't, won't you know? what I'm saying they won't. They won't pull their, their, their ads away from Fox, even mm-hmm. if have Carlson or i yeah. Ingram talking against Big Pharma because they know the kind of ratings that that mm-hmm. gets. So that's what, see, what affords Fox News the ability to say, fuck you, if their advertisers have any problems with their programming, that our programming is separate from the advertisement. And that mm-hmm. should always be the case. The programming should always be separate from the advertising. The advertising should not influence the programming at all. Period. Right. Two different entities. And if you don't like it, take your advertising elsewhere. But right. they know, Big Pharma knows that Fox gets such incredible ratings that so many millions of people watch that they'll never remove their ads from Fox. Yeah. So that gives Fox a lot of power. That gives them a lot of power. CNN, MSNBC, they're is such shit yeah. that they are beholden to these advertisers. They have to do what they say. They have to march in lockstep to the advertisers. And, and you, I could bet your ass, not that any of their people who are on their, on their network would ever step out of line, but if they did, they'd be told by management, no, you can't do that. We need that money. We, we need the advertising money. They'll, they'll, Absolutely. they'll pull their ads. They'll pull their ads. So the conflict yeah. of interest is so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's so It's so obvious. And anyone who doesn't see it just doesn't want to see it, right, Bill? If you don't want you know, you just don't want to see it.
2: Well, I think, you know, uh, uh, we have to apply that also to the military, industrial, congressional complex. How many wars have we been lied into over and over and over again, you know, starting we go back to the. Off Tonkin, the Pentagon Papers, you know, no weapons of mass destruction. By the way, there were no Iraqi hijackers. There were 15 Saudis, two United Emirates, one, uh, Lebanese, and I think one Turkey. There was no Iraqi hijacker. They forgot to tell you that. Do you follow me? Yeah. Uh, but, sure. you know, and, uh, somehow three buildings dropped in a complete unilateral free flaw and the free fall two, three buildings, including building seven, but there were two planes. How the hell did that happen? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, the whole thing is, is in question, but of course that, that started the project for a new American century and the Patriot Act and everything that's come from there, the National Defense Authorization Act and our war on terror and, yeah, 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 yeah. But they forgot to tell you Osama bin Laden was trained to fight the Russians, the Mujah, Mujahideen, was, was financed and trained by who? The CIA. Do yep. you follow me? We yep. know that, yep. right? Yep. And, and and from there, Hillary Clinton testified to it in Congress. So, well, now we're fighting the people we, we, we basically financed and... and you know, Al Qaeda and uh, Taliban, they're, they're an offshoot of the Mujahideen. You know, you know, and it's like this stuff goes in one ear and out the other, of people, because they're, they're droned on and on again. Like you pr- help me pronounce again, Joseph Gorbel. Uh, there's no R there. It's not Gorbel, right? The minister, sinister minister of truth for Hitler. I, so think, I think
0: it's. you pronounce Goebbels. Goebbels?
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's All right. Human. All right. But. Thank you for correcting me, but hi,
0: of Gerbil. course, they're yeah,
2: yeah, 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 and there you have it. And of course, then not, he, he he said, "Tell a lie often enough and loud enough, people believe it's true." And that's the propaganda message that we see over and over, droned in, like Noam Chomsky said, "Manufacturing consent." just drone, drone, drone. You hear it, you know, over and over and over again, and it's it becomes a mass psychosis that Doctor Malone talked about, right? You know, what I mean, Robert Malone, of course, and and this is. It's actually, you know, we've heard of Operation, you know, Mockingbird and Operation, uh, MK Ultra. It's all tied together. You know what I mean? This is done intentionally, uh, through, and we have the Smith Modernization Act of 2012 with lifted the prohibition on domestic propaganda by the State Department, literally signed by Obama in 2012. Uh, the amendment baked into the National Events Authorization Act, where our legacy media is paid through our government tax dollars to propagandize us. Mike.
0: Absolutely no, I, I know. There's there's no doubt about it. Of course they are. There's yep. no Of course they are. You know, Bill. I did find. I want to read this article. Sure. I, I did find the article about the FA making the changes to the health requirements. Oh, and great. Said, Bill, thanks okay. for the call. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you Mike. Good yeah, talking course, to you as, as always. Course, as always, yes. All right, so this is in uh, town hall from about a week ago. FAA makes major changes to health requirements for pilots raising alarm. Late last year, after the vaccine rollout, the FAA quietly changed the EKG parameters for pilots in a move that's raising concern about flight safety. According to a report on Substack by Vaccine Safety Research Foundation founder Steve Kirsch, the October 2022 version of the FAA Guide for Aviation Medical Examiners Widen the range acceptable for pilots to fly. The PR, a measure of heart function, used to, be in the, used to be in the range of 0.12 to 0.2, he writes. It is now 0.12 to 0.3 and potentially even higher. This is a very wide range. It accommodates people who have cardiac injury. Why did the FAA make the change? Fox News' and Tucker Carlson reached out to the FAA for an answer. He was told they follow standard processes based on data and science, but that data, as usual, as we've seen for the past three years, was not provided. Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, an Army flight surgeon, said the reason for the change is very obscure, knowing that the new range does not improve safety. She told Carlson aviation is data-driven and everything centers on risk mitigation, so making that broader actually puts the public at greater risk of the pilot having a cardiac event that didn't get caught because they extended the range. Long was confident there is no possibility the change would be made in the name of safety. In 2021, Long spoke during a panel discussion hosted by Senator Ron Johnson on vaccine mandates and vaccine injuries, explaining what she had seen happen to some pilot who received the vaccine and how she was treated for speaking up about it. I saw five patients in clinics, two of which presented chest pains two days, days to weeks after vaccination, and were subsequently diagnosed with pericarditis and were worked up to rule out myocarditis, she said. The third pilot had been vaccinated and felt like he was drunk. Chronically fatigued within 24 hours after the vaccination, she continued. After I reported to my command my concerns that in one morning I had to ground – this is same as – sorry. This is also in the last article I, I, I read. Had to ground three out of three pilots due to vaccine injuries. The next day my patients were canceled once again. Um, so she's making the rounds, this woman. Um, but this is once again what we're seeing, the same thing. We're seeing that the FAA – Lowered. This is what the FAA did. This is what COVID did to people. This is what Trump and COVID did to people. The FAA used to say, "Well, this vaccine—if you have a new vaccine—before pilots could put it in their arms, put it in their systems, it had to be tested for a, a year, a year-long, twelve-month pro, uh, process that the FAA had to say, uh, had to, had to um, sign off on." They got rid of that when it came to the COVID vaccine. They made something they'd never done before: the, the airlines, the FAA, which is do a a, a vaccine mandate. Right. And and now on top of that, they've they've lowered this uh, the health requirements for pilots simply because we know why they've done it, because people's these pilots hearts have been harmed by the vaccine. And so if they kept the 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 uh, previous parameters, they'd be even shorter on pilots than they are now because 2000 pilots quit. Because of the vaccine mandate. The whole thing is one big shit show. The whole thing is one big shit show, And who gets harmed? We do. The consumer gets harmed. That's who gets harmed. The people who fly get harmed. So now you know when you fly, you have a pilot who has a better chance of getting a heart condition of something. And we know this. We know this is actual proven science that people seem to get flying, being in the air, the physiological process, seems to bring on heart conditions. This is why we often hear about heart attacks in the air, why they have the defibrillators in the air. This is actually proven science, that especially it increases the chance, especially if you have a heart condition, of a heart attack, which is why they tell you, the FAA actually tells you, if you have certain heart conditions, you should not fly. You should be aware of that. So now we're in a position where, like I said, these pilots, a lot of them are ticking time bombs, time bombs, and now, the the uh, when they're getting tested before they fly, the hot function range, which used to be point one two to point two, is now point one two to point three. So it was extended from point two to point three, and potentially even higher. So they can already have hard conditions that they wouldn't have had before, when the parameters were tighter. And now, because of the vaccines, they're at greater risk. On top of that, of having some kind of a heart malfunction in the middle of a flight. This is all due to politics. None of this is science. In fact, it's the opposite of science. It was science when they had the previous heart function range. That was real science. It was science when the FAA had rules that said these vaccines had to be tested for a 12-month period before they were put in the arms. That was actual real science. That was all in the name of safety. Everything with COVID, when it comes to safety and health, the exact things that were supposed to, that these mandates were supposed to protect, the exact things these mandates were supposed to protect, all of it was thrown out the window. Because of politics. Because of politics. Because it was perceived that if you did not get these vaccines, that if you dared question their safety of efficacy, you were a right-wing, trumper, anti-vaxxer, QAnon nut job. That was the narrative. And we've all been hoodwinked. We're all suffering. We're all in danger because of that narrative that we've seen over the last three years. And how it's played out. This is a bombshell. Will you see this covered on CNN? Will you see this covered on MSNBC? Which get back to our original story of Jimmy Dore going on Tucker and talking about the uh, military-industrial complex. And the love this country has of war and creating wars. You'll see that on Fox. You'll see it on Tucker Carlson. But you won't see it on CNN and MSNBC. Because as we have learned over the last three years, and well before that, well before that, it's not just the last three years, but it's been magnified over the last three years, the legacy media is fake news. They're fake news. They're pure and simple fake news. And they're the enemy of the people. Trump was right about that. Trump was wrong about Operation Warp Speed, but was right about the enemy of the people, because what they do hurts us. What they do has harmed us. What they do has harmed people, has killed people, has hurt society. That is the enemy. That's the textbook definition of enemy of the people. So Trump is right about some things and wrong about some things. What do you know? Human being. Now Jimmy Dore is trending. How great. Good. 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 Like I said, he, he, he said a lot in like, 38 seconds. He, he said a lot. That's the of that the... If you watch... You should watch the clip of Jimmy Dore talking. Well, it was, it was about two minutes. I, I lied. I lie. It was about two minutes. But he got a lot in. He didn't stop talking for two minutes because that's basically it. When Tucker has you on, asks you a question about a topic, just keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. Because if you stop talking... The segment's gonna end. You have to keep talking, and he talked for two minutes, got everything in, and uh, and yeah, and he did a good job. So if you if you go on Jimmy's page uh, or Tucker's page on Twitter, you'll see the uh, you'll see the two minute segment where Jimmy, it's like you know it's like a, a sprinter, right? The pistol, and he keeps going for two minutes, and he finally stops. And the segment ends, um, but it is. But you won't blaze like it. You won't see that CNN won't give them two minutes. MSNBC won't give them two minutes. They won't give two minutes to to uh, the to uh, Jackie Berlin, who I gave 90 minutes to. They're not going to give two minutes to, to someone talk about fentanyl poisoning. They're not going to give two minutes to anyone talking about vaccine mandates or vaccine requirements or vaccine injuries or vaccine deaths. They're not going to give them two minutes. Because look at their commercials, as Bill and I talk, look at their advertising. Follow the money, baby. Follow the money. And the people who have influence over them, who pump money into them, they pump money back, the DNC, the Clintons, the Obamas, that's why they won't talk out against the war machine. That's why they won't talk out against the U.S. war machine, because they're funded by the U.S. war machine also. They're funded by Big Pharma. They're funded by all these outlets. That's why they don't talk about it, and that's why they call anyone who talks about it a crazy conspiracy theorist, fake news. That's the game they play. That's the that's the those are the war games they play with us. Americans are just so easy to fool. Not all of us. Not not all of us. Not not you and me. Not us. Not this thing of ours. Not our thing. We're not. But. We're not part of that, but so many people are, which is why they can continue to get away with this over and over again. What, what about Joe Biden continue to lie? The Biden word. I give the Biden word and people believe that shit. Gavin Newsom can continue to lie, continue to lie about gun laws working and mass working all this because he knows the people he's playing to are just ignorant fools who will continue to buy it because he's a good looking guy with good hair gel and a D next to his name. It's sad. The whole thing is very sad. Yes, I'm very cynical about it because it's the truth. That's why they can get away with this. That's why they can get away with this. At some point, at some point, it has to stop. At some point, we have to, I say, fight back. We do, but we got to win. Got to win. All right, was there anything else I wanted to cover? I don't know if there's anything else I wanted to cover. Uh, oh, I do want to make one quick correct, uh, correction. Yesterday I said that in in, uh, in Memphis they had uh, arrested two EMT workers. No, they didn't arrest them. They just fired them. They haven't been arrested yet. I, there was two EMT workers and another officer. There were two EMT workers and a white officer who were all fired. They haven't been charged yet. They can be charged. The DA said there could be more charges. But – they fired them because the EMT workers, I believe, did not provide care or didn't provide care fast enough. And they fired that white cop who came to the scene. after Everything was said and done because he had made some kind of. Co- also, he did not help the per- he did not help um, uh, Mr. Nichols. And he also said something like, I hope you got him good or beat the shit out of him. Or something about that. I hope you really beat. I hope you really. You no, couldn't see that with the guy laying there half dead in a coma. So he was fired, too. And then the, the family's very upset because the white officer, they, they automatically went after the five black officers right away. But the white officer became like an afterthought, you know, several weeks later. And they're upset about that. They might have they might have an argument. I don't know. It might have just been new information. The DA might not have known about this white cop right away. He wasn't one of the people who beat him. He came in later and made this comment and, and didn't help him. So they fired him. So I don't know. I don't know if it was they were covering it up or they were waiting on, a, you know, the race thing. Or maybe they just found out new information and that's why they fired him at a later date. But or let the media know. I don't know. I, the family might have a point. They or it might just be that they're getting new information. And like like the D.A. said, there can be more charges as they get more information. But I wanted to make that correction. The EMTs and the cop were not the white cop were not charged yet, but they were all fired. Okay. All right. I think that's going to be it for today. I think I've gotten everything in that I wanted to talk about. Um, I want to remind everyone that this show is called And Let's Be Heard. And it airs Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. And once again, this is Mike Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.